Grace and peace to you from Harvester Reformational Church in Milnerton, Cape Town, the mother city of South Africa. Founding Apostle Andre and Prophet Nola Pelser have reached almost 100 nations to date, fulfilling the great command to love and the great commission to go into all the world, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and making disciples of Jesus Christ. May God confirm the preaching of his word with signs and wonders following in your life. For free sermon notes, visit www.harvesterchurch.net and click on the sermons tab. Search for the topics you need and keep spreading the word. Remember that some of these teachings are also available on DVD from Pelser Media. So contact Apostle Aja Pelser at A-J-E-P-E-L-S-E-R at gmail.com for more information. So nice to be with you today. Thank you so very much. Um, I have a message I wanted to share with you, and, and then after that we will still maybe worship together again and also maybe then minister to some people prophetically. Uh, so it's wonderful to be with you. Uh, if I may uh, pray again with you, that will be really nice. Thank you so much. Father, we just bless your name today. Lord, we thank you today that we have that opportunity to bless you. And thank you, Father, that we can be your worshippers. And thank you, Lord, for that which you're doing in this hour. And, Father, thank you. That's absolutely true. Lockdown doesn't mean sit down. And we thank you, Father, that you still do things even during this time. Really, we bless you for it, Father. And thank you, Father, for this morning's meeting, Lord. And we thank you that we've gathered here. And thank you that David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Thank you that this is a place of joy, it's a place of gladness, and it's a place of life. We praise you for it today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, a little message this morning about the characteristics of prophets and prophetic churches. And um, so this can be corporately, and it of course can be individually, and it might also just help you to maybe understand sometimes we, we you know we we think in a different in a certain way and it maybe just help us to understand why do we think the way we do and just to see it in the scripture why do maybe you as an individual if you are more prophetic in that sense why do you think the way that you do think so it's interesting i think in our day the lord is looking again for voices they should be a voice and not an echo of the spirit of their day. And I think God is wanting to raise up voices, even in this time that we're in now, that we don't just echo what everybody else is saying, or maybe not that the news is always bad, and not that we want to be into conspiracy theories, you know, and all those things. But um, the, 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 the word of God is, has got more power than what everybody else is saying. And so just uh, encourage you, and you are already a voice, even as a church, and encourage just to kind of let's continue to be voices and not echoes of that which everybody else is saying. So I think prophetic people and prophetic churches love this. They want to be a voice and not just an echo of everybody's saying. So we find these different prophetic churches, we find prophetic people, Present in every nation, in every generation, in every city, in the church. And we have this wonderful scripture in Amos. Surely the Lord God will do nothing 
but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And I think in this time that we're living in, people are very, very desirous to hear what is God saying in this time. And uh, I think even when this pandemic first broke out, that was the big question, wasn't it? What is God saying in this hour? And how long will it still continue? You know, all the questions. And God has got the answers. Isn't that amazing? God's got the answers. And the Lord knows the future. And that's for, for that reason, you know, the Lord has given us prophetic people. He's made you prophetic. And He's made the church prophetic so that He can reveal His secret and that which He still wants to do in our time. I think the beautiful thing is when God has revealed something out of the future to us, we know it's like a weapon in our hands. Yes, God is still going to do that. So let us not give up now because this and that and that is still coming. Maybe it's the reason why Joseph remained faithful and why he didn't commit the sin with Potiphar's wife was because he had a dream of the future that was still in him. He knew God's got greater things in store for me. You know, God's got greater things in store for me. So I want to stay with the Lord. Interesting is that prophetic people, prophetic churches, have got this big loyalty to God. They are loyal to God and they love righteousness. It's very typical for prophetic people to be very strong on what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> and they want to also say it and not hold it back. They love to be loyal to the Lord. You are here this morning because you are loyal to the Lord. I mean, it's coldish out there. It's wettish out there. We're in the midst of a pandemic. And yet you've decided to come. How amazing. I mean, really, how amazing. Uh, you are loyal to God. And you love righteousness. And you love His presence. And so that's why you came today. Isn't that amazing? I think absolutely uh, congratulations to every person that's here. It's amazing. If you think about what all the stuff that, you know, that could have stopped people from coming today. <laughs> um, I mean, this weather is not exactly you're going outside bry weather. And yet you are here. And we're in the midst of a pandemic. And you've decided, well, mask or no mask or whatever, I'm still coming. Spray me. I'm willing to be sprayed. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I want to be obedient to the Lord. I want to be loyal to the Lord. That is amazing. Congratulations. Honestly, congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> then, I think prophetic people, prophetic churches, have the poor, the orphans, and people that are looked away from on their hearts. It's, it's fascinating. Often when you see, you know, uh, people standing up for the rights of others, People standing up, for instance, you know, the anti-abortion lobby and all of that. Often those people can be very prophetic because they've got the, the, the downtrodden one. They see them and they are wanting to stand up for them. Here's a beautiful psalm. It says in Psalm 82 verse 2, How long will you judge unjustly and accept the person of the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. 
deliver the poor and needy, rid them out of the hand of the wicked. And that's the power of the gospel, isn't it? And that's the power of the gospel that goes from your church, is that it can turn people's lives around. It can even destroy the spirit of poverty. It can even destroy the need. It can bring them to the gospel and God can show them you know how to prosper. So uh, they have the poor, the orphans on their hearts. And then another one is, of course, that they want righteousness. And here's a nice scripture in Amos. But let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a might. Stream. So they like righteousness. Usually, when prophetic people or prophetic churches, when we read something, you know, that's not a report about unrighteousness, it really like upsets us because we're desirous of the righteousness. Things must be right, and a righteous and a prophetic church, you know, can also cause the righteousness of a nation to be restored. And we believe that it's not too late for righteousness to be restored in our generation. It's also not too late for righteousness. And we don't want to just point fingers, you know, maybe say South Africa or this or that. This, this one is very unrighteous. It's all across the earth. It's, all, it's everywhere. But um, we are desirous to see righteousness and things being right. And that the prophetic church... We'll also pray and intercede for that. Huh? God, give us righteous government. Give us righteous government in the town we are living. Give me a right. Give us righteous counselors. Give us righteous politicians. Give us righteous uh, mayors in the towns and the cities where we are living. Absolutely. And the, the prayer of the church for righteousness to be established on the earth is powerful and strong. And God can use it in a great way. Then, prophetic people and prophetic churches are willing to correct the unrighteousness. <laughs> um, it brought some many, many people into some big trouble. This desirous, you know, the desire to correct unrighteousness. If you think about Martin Luther, um, the church of the day was preaching not the truth was not preaching righteousness by faith. And he stood up for it. Many others stood up. Like for, for instance, Johannes Hus was a man that lived a hundred years before Luther. And he was actually killed for preaching exactly what Luther had preached. So prophetic people, prophetic churches are willing to correct and stand up for the truth. I think... It's great if one can stand up for the truth and still be humble and do it in a humble way. What I like about Daniel is the Bible says, you know, that he spoke to those kings, those unrighteous kings. But he did it in a very honorable way always. Very honorable. And because somebody's wrong or because we see unrighteousness around us, let us not correct it in an arrogant way. Or in a way of pointing finger. But one can still be humble and still correct unrighteousness. Absolutely. Prophetic churches and prophetic people take a stand with God. <laughs> uh, it's just the way they are made. They like to take the stand with God. And nice Psalm 94 verse 16 
who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? They like to take the stand with God. Do you know Luther was offered the third highest position in the church in Rome if he would not preach the truth? But he decided, no way. You cannot buy me. You cannot change me. The truth and I'd rather stand with God. Powerful. So prophetic people like to stand with God. They like to, you know, and so that you will not confront in and we won't, won't do this as I said in an arrogant way, but we would be willing to confront the masses as long as we're standing with God. That's powerful. It's like a born in thing in a prophetic church. We like to stand with God. We'd rather say what God says, even though we're liked or not liked. It's powerful. Then, prophetic people are just simply different. <laughs> They're just different. And I don't mean it again in an arrogant way or in a judgmental way that one points fingers at others and say they're not like us and we're, you know, we're right and they are wrong. But sometimes it's great also just to um, accept it. We are different. And prophetic people are different. And prophetic churches are different. It's interesting that Elijah thought that he was the only one. And then God said to him, but I've left 7,000 of the knees in Israel that have not bowed to Baal or every mouth that has not kissed him. So actually, sometimes we can start thinking we're a very, maybe, you know, we might not be the biggest of the big. But there's actually many people, once we stand out, once we speak, once we say what God wants us to say, often many people will come inside with you then and say, yes, you know, I see it this way as well. I was waiting for somebody to step out. And so it's an hour, you know, to be bold. And you'll find there are more people that step out and stand out and think the way you think. We are not always, we, sometimes, you know, the enemy wants to convince us that we are, you know, us four and no more. And so Elijah thought that. But then God had to tell him, no, you know what, there's 7,000 like you. So there's actually more people that think prophetically and think different like us. Then we think. And don't let the enemy push you down and make you feel, well, it's, it's us. And then there's this big, vast, you know, emptiness. And then there's the big. It's not true. It's not true because God is with us, you know, and that makes the difference. Yeah. Then, so I, I, I put it here, prophets or prophetic people on not normal. I, by that I mean they usually don't say, as I said in the beginning, they don't say what everybody else is saying. And that just makes them different. They do not think like others and they see things differently. Prophetic people, also prophetic churches, they just see things differently because they look at it from another perspective. You know? And they see it from the heavenly side. And that makes, it, makes a huge difference. Of course, prophetic people, prophetic churches were motivated by love. 
motivated by love. And I mean, beautiful, why are we here today? Because you're motivated by love. Because you love the Lord, because we love to be together with brothers and sisters. We love the fellowship. And here's a beautiful verse. Jesus said to them, You will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like, like unto it, you will love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. <laughs> so, being prophetic, being a prophetic church, maybe us individually being prophetic, having, you know, these, these contributes that I was talking about, seeing things different, but we're still motivated by love. We do things because of love. Be number one, because of our love for God. And then number two, the love for the purpose that God has called us for. It's all motivated by love. People lay down their lives because of love, right? Interesting, sometimes one can think prophetic people are like without grace. Or maybe a little bit hard. Because it's like this or like that. But it's interesting, prophetic people also give grace. And prophetic churches are also places of grace. We see where we are supposed to be. But we don't condemn because we're not there yet. Absolutely. We see where people are supposed to be, prophetically, but we don't condemn them because they're not there yet. We give them grace because they're on their way. And it's nice to give each other grace. I'm still on my way. I'm not, I haven't reached it yet. Absolutely. And here is beautiful what the Lord says. Go and proclaim these words towards the north, Jeremiah. Say, return you backsliding Israel. And I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, says the Lord. And I will not keep anger forever. Aren't you glad that we serve a merciful God? And he's got mercy with us. Um, as I said, God sees where we're supposed to be, but he's not condemning us for not being there yet. And that's powerful. So prophetic people, prophetic churches are also filled with grace. This is a great contribute of the prophetic people, prophetic churches. They see the possibilities in small beginnings. Because you know prophetic people are also looking at that which is still coming, at which God is still going to do. And they see this is a small beginning, but this is not the only thing I'm looking at. I can see down the road what God is still going to do. And so they can be very excited at very small beginnings. Because they're not only looking at that, they're looking at that which God is still going to do. Zechariah, for who has despised the day of small beginnings? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord who run to and fro through the earth. Don't despise 
the day of small beginnings. And I think prophetic churches do that. They don't despise the day of small beginnings. God is not finished. Absolutely. He's not finished in your church. He's not finished in our lives. Amen. We don't despise the day of small beginnings. Prophetic churches rejoice at small beginnings because they know it might start small, but it will end big in God. You know the, the name Israel. If you write that in the Hebrew, Israel, it starts off with the smallest Hebrew letter and it ends in the biggest. Even the name that is prophetic. It starts off small, it ends in the biggest letter. So our God is a God of growth and we don't despise the day of small beginnings. For you as a church, don't despise the day of small beginnings. God is not finished. We haven't seen the end yet. Absolutely of what God wants to do. Prophetic churches, prophetic people are seers. And that's in the Old Testament. They called the prophet seer. Hey, Samuel was called the seer. And seers see what is hidden. They see, oh, in this little town over there, God is still going to raise up a mighty work. Nobody else sees it. They just see the little town. But the prophets or the prophetic church, they look at it with the eyes of the Spirit. They are seers. Often they will ask themselves, why don't others see it? And sometimes you will be excited at something and you think, why are we so excited about this? Does nobody else see it? And they sometimes will ask themselves, am I crazy? Because I'm excited at something. This is an opportunity. And everybody's like, no, this is a bad time. And you're like, no, 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 this is an opportunity. Absolutely. And then we will ask ourselves, am I crazy? <laughs> Absolutely. Because they see it from a heavenly perspective. No. They see it from God's side. Not just from this. They see it from this view. And they see what God is still going to do and make out of it. I think that's the beautiful thing of the miracle. Is that God can do the impossible. And wants to the, do the impossible. And our next point on prophetic churches and prophetic people. Is they have access to God's thoughts. And that's quite amazing. A great prayer to pray is the one, Lord, help my thoughts to be your thoughts. And let your ways be my ways. Here Jeremiah says it, 55 verse 8, My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, 
and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's why sometimes I think when we're standing at a challenge and we pray about it and God reveals it to us, what His plan for it is, it's often hard to accept because it's like, what? Are you really? Your ways are higher than my ways. Absolutely. And that's sometimes hard to accept because you're like, God's gonna, God gives grace, He gives hope. And in the natural, the situation looks dark. The situation looks impossible. But God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I remember reading about this missionary, and I think it was in the 1800s in England, he, he was called to start many orphanages and had no finance for it. And so every meal was always like a different challenge. What, how is God going to do it? And I remember reading this one where they um, were sitting down and they did not have food yet. And they just began to thank God for the meal, you know, for what we're about to receive. And when, oh, there's this big bang outside the door. And when they opened the door, uh, one of these horse and carriages, you know, that was delivering the bread from the bakery had an accident right in front of their door. <laughs> and all the bread had fallen. And when they opened the door, the bread was lying there. And the man said, uh, can you use this? We can't, we can't deliver this now. All the kids are waiting inside at the tables with their knives and forks. And God allowed a horse to lose its way so that people, kids can have something to eat. Absolutely. Our God is a God of miracles. Absolutely. And, you know, we, they just didn't know how God would do it. So our thoughts are not His thoughts. His thoughts are higher than ours. We sometimes we would never pray, Oh God, help that horse to lose its way yeah, because we're hungry. You know, no. But they just bless God and God's ways were higher than our ways. Ah, that's the powerful thing about our God. Hey, what, what way, what thing will God do and what will God do for you to bring the breakthrough? That you need in your life. Absolutely. I think prophetic churches, prophetic people are breakthrough people. Boy, they, they love to trust God for the breakthrough. And that's what you are. You are such a prophetic church. You really are. They know God's ways. So not only God's thoughts and God's word, but also God's ways. And often God's ways is so different because God's way, His way of doing something is also different to our way of doing it. Huh? And often that can be quite, in a way for us humans, can be quite challenging. How is God going to do it? We know He'll do it, but how? <laughs> but He'll do it. Then, the prophetic people and prophetic churches know how to wait on the Lord. Just to wait on the Lord. Um, we all want the breakthrough yesterday. We all pray and say, God, I need patience and I need it now. Yeah, we all, you know, we do those things. But I think prophetic people, prophetic churches can just be satisfied that, no, this is a season of waiting. 
the big important thing is in times of waiting to understand we're not waiting for nothing. And we're not waiting just because we're waiting. We're waiting on God. That makes a difference. Also, we're waiting for the promise. You're not just waiting. And we're all, you know, in some season of waiting. It's true. God's made His promises. He's given us, you know, these promises that we know that God will bring to pass. And there's just this time of waiting. But be encouraged. You're not just empty waiting. We're waiting on God. And we're waiting on His promise. He'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Our next pointer is interesting. Prophetic churches, prophetic people, ask the difficult questions. Like, why? You know? Why are we having this pandemic at the moment? I love it. When you talk to, you know, some prophetic people, they're like, it could be this, and God showed me that. They like to ask the difficult questions. Maybe we're going through that. Maybe God is trying to say this. You know? And that's, uh, that's typical for prophetic people. Our next pointer, what makes prophetic people, prophetic churches... They are against the wisdom of the world. They're against the wisdom of the world. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath God not made the foolish the wisdom of this world? So when everybody is so wise and they say it's this or that, you know, the church is like, no, the scripture says that. Or no, it's written here, this. Our next pointer of a prophetic church or prophetic people, they remove that which God has not planted. And sometimes this can come across a little bit hard. It can come across a little bit uh, not merciful. But the Lord said to Jeremiah, I have set you this day over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, you see, destroy. Destroy, throw down but also build and plant. So sometimes messages in a prophetic church will be, can sometimes be a bit painful because God is wanting to throw down something in my life or He wants to remove something from my life or He wants to pull down some stronghold and the message may not always be just love, love, and you're great, you know, and heaven rejoices when you wake up in the morning, and heaven is sad when you go to bed, you know. In prophetic churches, 
there can be challenging messages. Of course it's done with grace. Of course it's done with love. But God uses it to throw down, to destroy, because He wants to build and plant. And I think the fascinating thing is, in our lives, especially when we're walking with the Lord, He never wants to just destroy or, or, or pull down just for the sake of doing it. It's always because He's making room for something else. That's more godly. Or, you know what I'm saying? God will not ask us to give up things just for the sake of giving them up. He will ask us to give up things to make room because He's got something else that's maybe more godly than we have at the moment. Absolutely. We're almost through. Prophetic churches, prophetic people, help others and enjoy to help others to enter into their callings. You know, in a prophetic church, people are coming. You look at them. Oh, you can see this is a future evangelist. How can I help him? How can I help her? To really step into what God has got for them. And they rejoice helping each other to step into what God has got for them. Especially, you know, as we said, into their callings. Prophetic churches, prophetic places, all people are people of inspiration. They are inspired. I loved your worship this morning. It's so beautiful when things are just so inspired by the Spirit. And that's the strength of your church, isn't it? It's one of the strengths. It's the prophetic inspired, new, fresh worship that comes from heaven. So, they're inspired. Prophetic churches are places where books are written, where... People are inspired to speak. They're inspired to speak, to pray. They're inspired to sing. They're inspired to prophesy. They're inspired to do things spontaneously by the Spirit. Because of the prophetic anointing, hey, that is there. Sometimes prophetic places, people can be feared. By others. And this is just because they challenge unrighteousness. The Bible says, Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man. You know, there might be people even at your workplace that kind of fear you because they know, you know. Yeah, it's straight down the line, this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Herod feared John because he knew that he was a just man. Absolutely. Then prophetic people, prophetic churches, prophetic birth, you know, individuals, 
are always passionate. Have you noticed? They're like not in the middle. They're either hot or cold. They're, you know, they, they're passionate about what, what they do. Absolutely. Then our next one is they are very sensitive to the spirit realm. And that's to me, even as I said in this pandemic time, prophetic people are like, What's, what, what are you feeling? What are you sensing? Because that's true. In the Old Testament, they called the prophets the man of the spirit. Or, you know, because they were sensing in the spirit realm. Or people say, I sense in our country at the moment we need to pray against this. Or we need to pray for that. Or I sense there's a heaviness over our town. Or I sense there's like a... Yeah, because they are sensitive to the spirit world. Prophetic people and prophetic churches. They can feel what's, what's going on. Absolutely. Then, this is the fun part. They are very spontaneous. Prophetic people, churches, individuals. You know, they will say, Okay, we're driving to PE. And on the way to PE, they will say, I think we must go via Pretoria. And if it's God... Somebody on the way to Pretoria will get saved or whatever. Or something will happen. Something great. And then when you get to Pretoria, they'll say, I think we are going to PE, but I think we should just go back to Cape Town first. And then go down that route. And if it's God on the way down to Cape Town, something great will happen. <laughs> and kind of like it can make it very exciting and scary <laughs> because they're forever you know they are forever inspired to be spontaneous and that's a powerful beautiful attribute of a prophetic church you know RJ will just come up and say something spontaneous and it's like and everybody's like oh yeah um, we didn't think of that Let's, let's do it like this. And it's brand new. It's not calculated. You know what I mean in that sense of like, well, we thought about this for 10 years and maybe. No, it's very spontaneous. And that makes it very exciting and very alive. When that prophetic element goes, the spontaneity goes. And then it becomes extremely routine and it could become very boring. Because you just know it's going to be this way. You know, at 10 o'clock the bell rings, then we do this. At 7 past 10 the bell rings, we do that. Hopefully the next bell rings soon. So we can go home 
and you know watch some exciting movie. The church should not be like that, isn't it? The church should be a place where we're all like, whoa, look at this, what's happening. Look, look at this, look at this, you know, spontaneous. And it's interesting because spontaneousness is the fruit of inspiration. And inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit. So prophetic church is a Holy Spirit inspired place. Absolutely. We're almost through. Prophetic people can kind of smell. By that I just mean they sense. And we already said they're sensitive to the spirit world. They go into the most beautiful shop. And everybody else loves the stuff in the shop. And they just feel, I don't feel well here. Yeah? If your kids are more prophetic, they're just like, Mom, I, don't want, I want to get out here. Or, you go to a shop that kind of like, it's a little bit boring inside in the natural. But it just feels great. It's nice. Or they'll say, I really like this person. Or, you know, it's because they've, it's discernment. They smell, they, they sense discerning. And then, of course, um, we'll skip the one about Jezebel, that's fine. But then, our, la our second last one, they're not impressed by natural buildings, prophetic churches. Because you know what? It's just the place that stops us from getting wet right now. Isn't it? It's just the place. It's just really, it's just the thing that makes it possible. It's not the church. Isn't it? You're, here's the church. Isn't it? This is beautiful and it's great. And if God does something else, then hallelujah. But, you know, the entire everything is not just concentrated on that. It's great when it's there, and it's just a means to a purpose, you know. And then our last one of prophetic churches and prophetic people is, they are great helpers. Great Helpers. Here's a very, very nice scripture. In Ezra. They're back from the Babylonian captivity. They are rebuilding the temple. And Ezra, he says, Then the prophets, Haggai the prophet, Zechariah the son of Ido, prophesied unto the Jews, that were in Juru, Judah and Jerusalem, and in the name of God of Israel, even unto them. Then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Zadok, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God, helping them. So prophetic people are great helpers, because they see, what God is going to do. What is God wanting to do? So they're willing to be great helpers. Churches that are prophetic 
I feel, you know, with that sense of help. People want to help. I'm so amazed that you've put out all this equipment and amazing. In the midst of such rain and in the middle of a pandemic, look, it's amazing. That's typical of a prophetic church. Filled with great helpers. Great helpers. With them, with the prophets of God, helping them. Wonderful. I hope it uh, helps you and I hope you've seen yourself in some of these pointers. And also helps us to continue to be prophetic, you know, in, in that sense. Shall we pray together? Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Father. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless you. Father, we just thank you for your blessing. We thank you, Lord, that your blessing is like this rain that is falling now. We thank you, Father, for your blessing on our lives. We thank you, Lord, for a prophetic sense of what you are doing, even in our day, even in our generation, even in the time in which we are living. We pray, Father, that you will help us to see things the way you see them. Help us to see it the way you see it. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Father, for that which you've planned for our lives, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you for your goodness. And thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah.